Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Are you trying to master the game of life without success? There are secrets and strategies to living your best life. We'll share some of them with you on today's show. Take advantage of this series to become an expert at relationships. All relationships. It's time to live the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's your host, Sandra Reich. Hi, welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. I'm calming myself down because I'm all excited to speak with my incredible guest today. And I'm excited for so many different reasons. I'm a big fan of hers. But before I get into that, I want to talk about on top, you know, it's not, you know, being a fan of someone is not necessarily the reason I bring someone on the radio. Straight Talk with Sandra Reich is about living your best life. And I think it's so important what this woman does. It's just incredible. She actually uh, advocates for patient safety. And um, let's just take a moment and think about that. So, I mean, I'm sure Pat's going to tell us a lot about it. But just imagine that you fell sick today. And or you broke your leg or, you know, you didn't know what was wrong with you and you walk into a hospital or to your doctor's office and um, no one's there advocating for you. All can you imagine all the things that could go wrong? Now, I know for sure a lot of things can go wrong and it's not quite a hospital situation, but personal story for me is um, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer in the 90s, a long time ago. Unfortunately, she's not with us anymore. Um, and when she got breast cancer, breast cancer often metastasizes to the bones. Uh, it's very typical of breast cancer. And she started to feel pain in her bones, so she went to the doctor, and I happened to be with her that day. And I'm no patient advocate, nor did I know anything about this topic. And she said to the doctor, um, doctor, my bones are hurting. Um, I'm worried it's spread to my bones. And the doctor said, come on, you're in your 60s, of course your bones are hurting, that's normal at your age, please go home, relax, don't worry about it. So she was not scanned. Now, by the time six months later they scanned her, the cancer was all over her bones and um, certainly contributed very much for the cancer spreading and ultimately killing her. So of course she went back to the doctor and she said, doctor, I told you that I felt my bones were hurting, why did you not scan me? And the doctor said, and I'm very curious what my guest is going to say about this, the doctor said, if you felt your bones were of concern, you should have insisted and argued and advocated for yourself. So we were flabbergasted. So um, when I met Pat, um, and the way I met Pat is that Pat runs a radio, um, a radio station, actually a network and uh, Straight Talk is syndicated on her um, radio network, which is called Speak Up and uh, Talk Radio. But I found out that she does patient advocate hospital services. And I thought to myself, can you imagine the story I just told if we would have had an advocate? I mean, I'm talking about my mom here, guys. What if someone was in our corner telling us the possibilities? So a bit somber beginning for straight talk today, but I, as you know, I, I try to look at things in a positive way. And in a positive way, I think we're very, very lucky that we're going to find out what we can do. So um, before we get into it, let me definitely introduce my very, very special guest. Uh, Pat Rulo is the author of the book, Speak Up and Stay Alive. Um, think about that. Speak up and stay alive. 
uh, Patient Advocate Hospital Survival Guide, and she speaks nationally on the subject of patient safety. She's a hostess and a producer of her own national radio show, and it's an amazing radio show, and she's so good at it. I'm so shy today. She stresses the need to have an advocate at all times and shares the dangers, what they are, why, and how they happen, and how to survive them. Prior to becoming a voice for patient safety, Pat was known as a speaker and coach in the insurance industry. Ooh, it just keeps getting more and more interesting. She's recognized through Consulting Psychologist Press as a certified administrator and interpreter of the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator. She is the author of numerous business magazine articles as well as books and is the founder of the charity, The Support Project, where handmade pillowcases are personally delivered to homeless veterans shelters, women's and children's domestic abuse shelters, and also cage comforters to animal rescue homes. I told you she's an amazing woman. She is also the host of Speak Up and Stay Alive radio show, as well as network director, that's the correct title, of Speak Up Talk Radio, where, by the way, I'm very honored to have my show, Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, also airs. Welcome to the show, Pat. I'm so excited. Oh, we've lost Pat's. We have lost her. So until we get her sound back, I'm going to continue talking, and we will probably have her unplug her mark, uh, mic, or what she can do is call into Voice America. That might be the quickest thing to do. So we've lost her, so I'm going to talk a little bit more and tell you that we are also on Facebook today, uh, streaming live. You just go on Straight Talk Sandra Reich, and you can follow uh, follow all the excitement and the behind the scenes. I make all my guests do the silly dance while we do the music. Um, I think right now, just to give a little heads up, I'm going to say the phone number for Pat and for anyone listening to call in is one 472 5792 So we'll try to get Pat on that number. Again, it's one 472 5792 And then um, Voice American can pat you through. Can you call us on that, Pat? We don't hear you. We need you to call. 1-866-472-5792. So she's writing it down. So this is live radio, people. This is what happens. So the people on Facebook, you get yeah. to hear me. And Robert's here with me. We're going to talk a little bit about that while Pat's calling. Again, Pat, it's 1-866-472-5792. And Aaron will pat you in. So, Robert, um, maybe you can turn the camera on sure. us a little bit. And uh, we can talk a little bit on the show in the meanwhile, until Pat calls us, sure. you know, when you heard that story just now about my mom and, you know, you have parents and uh, you're actually someone who, you know, sometimes even gets anxious about going to the doctor. Can you imagine all the things that could go wrong when you go into a hospital? I mean, there's thousands of people. Can you imagine you, how, like what Pat does and how important her job is? It is so important to be an advocate and some people are just not in the the position to speak up. So to have somebody that stands up for a patient this is, is crucial. Yeah. Can you hear me? Oh, she's back. Okay, great. Okay. Sorry, just finish your sentence, Rob, because that was to have yeah, someone it's, stand it's, up. It's so important to have somebody stand up for your rights. And I, you know, really give big props to Pat for, for being that voice, that advocate. Well, she is here. So let's get the yes. camera on her. Let's get the camera on, on you. Am I back? You are back. back, and All I just right. want to say welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. What do they say? you got to work for things that are really worthwhile. We have to work for you. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Thank you very much. My computer has been, I think there's some gremlins in it. It was crazy today, all day long. 
Well, let me tell you something. She is worth the wait. I'm convinced of that. So if you were listening to me sort of try to deal with this situation and you hung in, um, we have prizes today. We have presents. We have all sorts of things. So hang in there. We are going to reward you for your patience. So <laughs> thank you, everyone. Pat, tell me uh, first and foremost, how did you fall into this patient advocacy business? We've had such great conversations, but I don't actually know the answer to that question. Well, my story is a little similar to it, to yours in the fact that uh, my mom in 2008 had fallen at work and crushed her shoulder to the point that it couldn't be repaired. It had to be replaced. And so she went in for a total reverse shoulder replacement. And during the surgery and post-op was having a heart attack that then went undiagnosed for over nine hours. Wow. Undiagnosed? And How is that even possible? I don't know because... Well, here, here's the kind of the kicker. Um, the next day, she was she obviously was alive, but they they were doing some life saving tricks that uh, they wouldn't normally have done on a person her age. But a doctor who I did not know found me in the hallway, actually pulled me by the arm, pulled me in a small conference room, handed me a Manila envelope, and he said to me, "This stinks, and you need to do something about it." Oh wow! And when, when I opened it up, there were four EKG rhythm strips taken while she was in recovery that all said acute myocardial infarction in progress, that said heart attack in progress, and yet it was missed. What was your emotional reaction to that, right, when that happened? Because I'd be a combination of furious and terrified. That's exactly what it was. And I knew right at that moment that there was no way I was going to leave this lady there by herself. So basically I quit working and I spent the next four months by her side almost around the clock in the hospital just to make sure that more untoward things did not happen and they surely did it was it was a nightmare it was a miracle that she lived so once we finally got her out i about a year later i i felt like i was almost having post traumatic stress symptoms because of this and one day i thought i'm either going to go crazy with this or what were we supposed to learn from this what am i supposed to be doing with this horrible information and I had written books in the insurance industry, and I was a speaker then, and I thought, you know what, i got to get this out of me, and therefore the, the, the book was kind of the child that was born of that experience, and it just led to speaking events and radio, not anything I ever planned to do. You know, um, it's it's wonderful example of how uh, you turned your lemons into lemonade, something I'm really big on. So it is out sometimes in these really rough moments that we get these epiphanies and we know what we need to do. And I think you do it so well. And I listen yeah. to your voice and you command respect. So that's important when you're a patient advocate because you want people to take you seriously. Absolutely. And you do walk a fine line with that when you're in the hospital advocating for someone where you don't want to be too assertive and out there right. and you don't want to be too shy. So it's a very delicate and it's all about relationships, which we can talk about later. I can't wait to talk about that. Um, there's, I want to go through all of it, and I'm, I'm very touched by your story. Uh, I want to know about your mom, too, as well. Um, don't go away, anyone. And If you are on Facebook, you can stay with us on, through the commercials. And when we come back, we'll continue to find out more about Pat and exactly how you can advocate for yourself and what should people do if they're not in your neighborhood, and so on and so forth. We have prizes. We have a special gift today for somebody who calls in. We'll be right back with Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. Hi, we're back. And, I'm, you know, I have so much to say because Pat Rulo is here with me and we're talking about um, patient advocacy. We're talking about what it means to speak up and stay alive, the name of her amazing book. So, first of all, we talked about your mom. What was, how did this all play out? What was the ending of the story? The end of the story is they gave her two years to live and she lived eight years. She just passed away four weeks ago. I'm yeah. So sorry to hear that, Pat. I didn't know that. Yes. It, and it's been, it's been a lot of food for my show. Let me put it that way, because we've been in and out of hospitals. And every time we go, I'm thinking, oh, got to talk about that on the show. So there was a plenty of uh, food for conversation. Well, but the, the fact of the matter is that by you advocating for her, she was able to live all those years yes. because she needed somebody to advocate. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I guess after that happened with your mom, you saw there was definitely um, people would be in need of someone who's an advocate. So what, what, how does someone become an advocate? And, you know, are you like, do people call you up? And if I was sick and going to the hospital, can I hire you? Is that how it works? 
I'm not working that way yet where I hire out. What I'm, what I'm doing is, is basically giving that information to folks so that they can become empowered and that their family members or friends or whoever can become empowered. My suggestion is that anybody can be an advocate. You can advocate for yourself unless, of course, you're, you're sick in the hospital. Then you really need another set of eyes and ears and a mouth somebody that's going to be there, pay attention, and to be able to speak up. You don't have to have medical training. You just need to care, pay attention, and be willing to ask questions and get answers. I love the way you say that. It's just right to the point. So here's the thing is the opposite side is what kind of things happen during a hospital stay that we may not be aware of? Like why do we need an advocate? And most people don't think that there are many things that can come their way, but there are so many such as misdiagnosis, medication errors, uh, hospital acquired infections is a big one. Things like malnutrition, you wouldn't think about malnutrition in a hospital. That's a pretty serious situation. Bed stores, and the list just goes on and on and on. And that's why I decided to highlight 17 of them in the book, things that folks just wouldn't think about. Well, that's so important. And I've heard a lot about this malnutrition, for example, like people are having like they're in the hospital for heart conditions and they're being given food that actually induces heart conditions. It's the oddest thing ever. And we're in 2016. How could this still be going on, Pat? That's a really good question. You would think, well, with all of the technology, but maybe sometimes technology could be part of the problem as well. So many people and so many of these poor nurses are just engrossed and embedded in their computer and they're just constantly typing away. Nobody's really looking at the patient. Nobody's paying attention. No one has time to ask questions. Um, just the way healthcare is set up today, the doctor has to see so many people, has maybe 10 minutes to see you. There's not enough time. There's not enough staff. They're overworked. They're underpaid. It's just a giant mess, really. And, and I don't see that it's getting any better with all of the technological, technological gizmos that we have. It almost seems like it's getting worse. I think that uh, you make a very good point about also the fact that nobody's really watching and I think it's not for malintent. I was away this week speaking to nurses out in out west in Canada, amazing group of people if they're listening. Thank you all so much for being so amazing. Um, and I was very taken. I mean, they're so overworked. They're, they've got so much what's called compassion fatigue, which is part of what I was talking on. It's eventually the only way to survive working in a hospital is to really almost shut down. And you're forced to not care. So it's not that the nurses and doctors don't care. It's just they, they're also falling apart. Do you agree? Absolutely. I saw that on your website today and I'd never seen compassion fatigue. I'd never heard those two words put together. And boy, did that ring a bell for me. Because not only as a caretaker, say, of me taking care of my mom, I was thinking about that whole dual caretaker situation where you might have a nurse who's caring for people during the day and then might be a daughter that's caring for a parent when they go home. So, I mean, that is a crazy huge weight and a responsibility on a person. So I agree with you that whole compassion fatigue is an issue. I don't know how you get past that. I mean, that's part of the job and you really can't not pay attention to each and every patient. And you, just that little extra time that you take makes such a difference. Well, what we talked about out west, which is so important, is that people who are in the caretaking profession, of which you are and I am, and the nurses are, and the doctors are, need to fill their own pockets first and take some time for themselves because it's impossible otherwise. And, you know, you talked about, you said you even felt like you had a post-traumatic stress response 
after your mom. Um, that's also something that we observe in people in these situations, secondary trauma. Right. It's a real psychological term. I mean, there's no question that when you're dealing with someone who's going through trauma, you get some of the trauma in your body. Absolutely. So how do you protect yourself from that when you're advocating or when you're teaching people to advocate? What would you say? How do I protect myself when a condescending doctor is talking to me and going, well, you know, this is the way it is. You don't like it. That's the way it is. What do I do? And I think that's almost something that needs to be practiced where you, maybe you can even practice out in the real world. Something as simple as asking a doctor or a nurse to wash their hands. When I give speaking events and I ask folks, how many of you would feel comfortable asking your doctor to wash his or her hands? And they're like, not me. Yeah. Um, and so I always suggest, okay, next time you go to the grocery store and you're having something sliced at the deli, ask the girl behind the, or guy behind the counter, can you please change your gloves? Would you mind washing your hands? Or at the bakery or whatever, and, and get that feeling of empowerment maybe somewhere else where it's less stressful because you really do need to practice being able to say those words. But then if you really understand what the ramifications are if a doctor or nurse does not wash their hands and the fact that you can have a very real opportunity to get an inf a secondary infection, if you really understood that, you wouldn't f have any fear to say, hey, you're going to wash your hands before you touch me. So, so those secondary infections can kill you, absolutely kill you. They're, they're what a lot, a lot of people die of in hospitals. Well, absolutely. Be my mom came home with one at the IV site. And so then that means that you've got to have another course of antibiotics. And so you've got this heavy-duty course of antibiotics that can cause C. diff, and you can eventually die of something that has nothing to do with the original diagnosis. That's so scary. And, you know, it's so funny because I consider myself very assertive. I mean, I'm straight talk with Sandra Reich, after all. <laughs> and I do think that I would have, like, a little bit of a hard time saying, can you wash your hands, even though I know that's what I should do. I think that's almost a female thing is I'd be worried about hurting that person's feelings. How mm -hmm. silly is that? It's silly. Well, you could almost phrase it like, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm a, I'm a germ freak or, or mom and I used to play off on each other where, she, where I would say, she's a little bit nutty about washing hands. Would you mind doing that? And I'd blame her. Or she would blame me. So whatever you need to do to dance around that. Yeah, it needs to be done. I even came up with a, a business card that I call the icebreaker card that says, I'm concerned about healthcare acquired infections, please wash your hands before touching me. So sometimes they walk into the room and they get ready to shake hands, put out that hand or maybe a gloved hand, and then I just hand them that card and, oh, okay. So I don't have to say anything. I don't have to worry about my tone. And they head right to the sink to wash their hands. Has anyone ever reacted in a very negative way? Like, you know, you must what? be kidding, I wash my hands all the time. And many do say that. I washed it right before I walked into the room. And then I, well, you did touch the doorknob, right? So, you know, if, I figure if they're going to be arrogant with me, then that allows me then to at least stand up and speak up for myself. Um, I, I guess I'm speaking for the people who are listening to us, and I'm sure they would want to know this. Would you, would you not have a fear at that moment that, because I would, that if I say that, and I, I'm right, I'm entitled, but now the doctor is going to give me shoddy treatment. Do you ever have that fear? I have had. Right with me. I, I had that fear, but I have had this conversation with so many doctors and so many patient um, uh, safety experts through my radio show, and everybody has pretty much guaranteed me that they're not going to give you any lower level of care because of that. Actually, I think secretly they might think, 
okay, we got a wise one here. And when they come in the room in the future, then they know, you know, I'm watching and I know what's going on. So I think it's, it might work in your favor, even though you think, okay, they're not going to like me for it. You're not there to win any friends. You're there to get the job done. I think that's such an important point. You look like you want to say something. I was just going to say that that always takes me back to the whole idea of relationships and how you deal with people and, and how you make friends with them. And again, if we have time, we can talk about that because I think that's crucial. Well, you know, it's funny, you, you know, you and I vibe well together because that's where I was going exactly because it's funny, you know, we want to be nice and we want to be polite and we want to be good girls and say the right thing. And actually people treat us a lot better when we have expectations of each other. I mean, the research on that in marriage is unequivocal and you're right. I mean, we could have a lovely relationship, but if I felt you were disrespecting me, speaking up for myself should not end the relationship. It should be sort of like, okay, like it's not anything goes in this relationship and vice versa. So I, I quite agree with you. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And I think just little things by saying, can you please help me? Or can you please help me and my mom? Just to ask someone, can you help? I think just hearing it that way, nobody wants to not help. And then when, when they do help you, then you say, thank you so much. Thank you for helping me and my mom. I thanked everybody, the housekeepers, the aides, anybody that walked in. And you say it as if, I mean, it's coming from your heart. Thank you for helping me. Not many people get thanked. And they remember that. The next time they come in the room, you're good buddies. It's so true. And that brings up, you know, that's why I love talking to you. It brings up the point of, I often say to my manager, to my, you know, to my children, a thank you goes a long way. It, it goes does. a long way. And I don't know why we don't think to say that. And I love the way you, and you know, I think this is relevant even to the next question, which is to highlight a few actions a patient or a family member can do to make sure that they stay safe in the hospital. I would think that even being pleasant and polite is one of those actions. Absolutely. And to find out about that other person, this reminds me of a story last when my mom was in the hospital, the second day she was there, I walked in in the morning and she points to this young man who was the aide and she said, he doesn't like me. We've had a little confrontation today. And I'm like, oh, mom, what do you mean he doesn't like you? So the next time he came in, I asked him his name and I asked him, he said he had another job. I'm like, where do you work? And we talked about that. And then we talked about his dog and we talked about things that mattered to him. The next day he came in and the first thing he goes, where's your daughter? I love her. And little by little, you know, we broke that barrier down to the point that about the third day he was calling mom buttercup. What do you need, buttercup? Let me come in and, you know, do what I can for you. So I really think it's just caring about the other person, realizing that they're not just there to, you know, bring you the bedpan. They're a person, too. So why not find out who they are, what they're all about and build that little mini relationship with them? It really pays off. And I, I think that's important because it is a two-way street. We often hear in Canada, we, you hear people complaining about medical care all the time. And, you know, we have the Medicare system, which, you know, has its perks. We don't pay when we go to the doctor, but it's not always perfect. And I sometimes wonder if we sort of, as a society, have become over-entitled that, yeah, the person doing the bedpan is just there for you. Exactly. And I, I don't like that. It doesn't sit well with me. So I love that you're saying it's a two-way relationship. Absolutely. I would even ask them, how many people are you looking after today? And they'll say 30. Like, okay. So in other words, I'm not going to see you every time I ring that call bell. And so now they under, they know that I understand that they're busy and nobody, I can guarantee you, nobody else has had that conversation with them. Nobody else cares. You know, I, 
and we, if we're not going to treat people who are taking care of us and our loved ones well, why do we have the expectation that they're going to treat us well? It seems to me that's extremely unfair. Exactly, exactly. So that's a job of the advocate because oftentimes the patient can get cranky, they're not feeling well. So that's one of the roles of the advocate is to be that barrier or that liaison between the staff and the patient and to make sure things go smoothly. Now, of course, if you have a concern and you bring that concern up and it doesn't get tended to, well, then I would do my posturing, you know, and stand outside the door, you know, make sure you know, the job got done. But that wasn't my go-to reaction. Wonderful. Okay. So don't go away. Um, we'll be right back with Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at HelpForAnxietyDepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or HelpForAnxietyDepression.com. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. A very important story talk today with Pat Rulo, who's written the book, Speak Up and Stay Alive, which I kind of think is important. Staying alive is an important thing. And we were talking on the break. We are streaming on Facebook on Straight Talk Sandra Reich if you want to see the behind the scenes. And sometimes it's quite funny what goes on. Um, you know, we're, t- we're talking on the break about the idea that, you know, when we're trying to be nice and not say these things to doctors, nurses, whatever, um, we c- it could cost us our life. 
So it's, it's not a joke. Um, I think the other part that Robert was very taken by, Robert's here with us, my manager at the clinic, um, is that we have to advocate for ourselves, but we also have to be respectful of the people who are taking care of us. That's such a hard job. Would you want that job? I wonder how many people would want to be the bedpan person. Right, Pat? Absolutely. Absolutely. And nobody respects them. You know, they're the lowest paid, they're the lowest trained, they're the lowest respected. And when you reach out to them and welcome them as a human being and say, thank you for doing that. Um, believe me, you stand out. Okay, before we go any further, I want to remind people that um, Pat has come with a great present today, so we'll be hearing about that in a while. And we do also have a certificate to give away today. First, if somebody wants to call in with a question, we've got a certificate. If you're in Montreal, we've got a two-for-one for, one for a, a daytime treatment at Spa Eastman, so that could be fun. And, of course, I definitely want to thank um, Spa Maneri. Love Spa Maneri. If you're in Montreal, Pat, too bad you're not here. This is a gorgeous spa in the West Island of Montreal. And if you go to spamaneri.com, if you give them a call or you want to do a massage or a facial or take some time for yourself, and God knows after a hospital stay, you might want to do that. <laughs> uh, if you mention Straight Talk, you'll get 15% off. You've got to love that. So um, spamaneri.com, check them out and check out all their amazing treatments that they have. So back to patient advocacy, here's my question is, what are some of the things I can do or someone can do if I have to go into the hospital? So years ago I had to do a surgery. I didn't know any of this. I just went in and I couldn't have even imagined that I could die of infectious diseases that I could get from a doctor not washing their hands. What should I do if next week, God forbid, I have to go into the hospital? What do I need to do? Well, a lot of things to prepare. One of the things that you might want to consider doing ahead of time is getting your advanced directives in place. Now, I know that sounds really scary, but you know, what happens to you if you get into a situation where you can't speak for yourself and, and, and who's going to make those medical decisions for you? So I think it's very important to have a healthcare power of attorney in place and pick that person very wisely, not because it's your oldest daughter or the, you know, the one that's closest. It's got to be the person that you feel is really understands what it is that you want and will actually uh, grant your wishes, which then leads me to that whole conversation that nobody has any kind of a conversation about end of life. What would you want to have happen to you? So even though you might be going in and you're, you know, 30 years old, you never know what can happen. So you do want to have those conversations. Some simple things though, to stay safe when you're in the hospital. I discovered something that I never knew about and it was called, it's called MARS, M-A-R-S. Mm. When my mom was uh, in the hospital the first time, she, all of a sudden, I went, walked in one day and she said, look, there's a baby over there. Oh, the nurses were singing all night. And thinking, what's going on, mom? And a nurse walked in and said, your mom's showing signs of dementia. Like, this isn't adding up. I don't know what's going on. Finally, I thought, what kind of medications is she taking? And that's when I discovered Mars. It's called the Medication Administration Record Sheet. It is the piece of paper that's computer generated every morning that the nurses then know what medications to give you throughout the day. And now I didn't know that I could ask for that. So it's something you can ask for every day, get a copy of your medication list so that you know what you're taking and that you understand why you're taking. And if it's something that gets missed, then you can say, hey, you know what? I didn't get the 3.125 milligrams of carvedilol instead of saying, did I miss that tiny yellow pill today? I mean, we need to be empowered to know what it is we're putting in our mouth. You wouldn't pick something up off the road and pop it in. Neither should we trust that what we're given 
you know, is, is ours, could be the person next door, the, down the hall. Um, so it's very important to know what your medications are and, and uh, maybe even go a step further as I did and say, no medications get added or subtracted unless I've been made aware of it. And that's something that an advocate can do as well. It's amazing. You know, uh, we've been socialized. I know my mom would told me this after that terrible experience that, you know, my parents are European and they grew up that doctors were God. Yes. And I think to a certain extent, we still feel, see a white coat and we feel safe and we're socialized to trust doctors. And I think that's not all bad, but I think the problem is that they're humans and they can make errors. And I, I think that's true in any field, like I, I, in my field too. I often tell my patients, this is what I think about this, but I have absolutely no objection. I think it might be a good idea to get a second opinion. Absolutely. I, I want to read something to you really quickly. Sure. Um, when you talked about medication errors. I have this in my book. It says, preventing medical uh, medication errors, a report by the Institute of Medicine, advises Congress on health matters and discloses, on average, a hospital patient is subject to at least one medication error per day. Oh, God. So, I mean, this is, this is a fact. This is not something that could possibly happen. It's something that does happen. So we need to be smart and know what it is that we're taking and why we're taking it. And ask the question, is there something else that I could be taking that might have less side effects? And that's another question. What are the side effects? Often no one tells you. Take this. Goodbye. And you don't even know what could happen unless you read that insert with the font of minus three that you, know, you can't even read. I think that this has been one of the uh, major things on Straight Talk is that to inform people to so that they can ask questions and make choices. And I know sometimes I do shows that some people love and sometimes I do shows that people don't love. They don't want to hear it. And that's I, I'm okay with that and I think you probably are too. The point is I really believe and I think you seem to also is, the, is to have the information and then decide what you want to do with it. So someone could hear you and say, well, I trust the doctors and I don't care about the side effects. Okay. But I do care about the side effects. I want to know. And you have a right as a patient to know those things. You mentioned the healthcare power of attorney. I consider myself a very well-versed woman. I have no idea what you're talking about. I, what does that mean? Absolutely. What's a healthcare power of attorney? Okay. That is just a form that a healthcare power of attorney is where you would, if you are unable to make a medical decision, you're, you're unable to speak or make a medical decision, and you have two doctors that would say that this person is unable to make decisions for herself or himself, then the question is, who's going to make these decisions? If you don't have a healthcare power of attorney, someone that you have named ahead of time, and it's in writing that you could hand to them, yes, so-and-so is my healthcare power of attorney, we've had this conversation, they know what I want, and they can make these decisions for, for me, then it goes to probate, and they might assign a guardian to you, somebody who doesn't know you. A virtual stranger. A tip, exactly. A stranger who, by the way, has a dog in the race because they're getting paid by you. And I've heard of, right here in Ohio, in Columbus, there was an attorney that had over 350 people that he was looking after as a guardian and never met any of them. Oh, my God. That's unbelievable. Believable. So very simply, 25 bucks, maybe 30, go to an attorney that does wills and trusts and those type of things and get that health care power of attorney taken care of. It has nothing to do with your finances. Nobody can go into your bank account. It's strictly for your health care. And you can change that person whenever you want as well. So is this uh, highlighted in your book, Speak Up and Stay Alive? It is. 
So where do our listeners get your book? At our website at speakupandstayalive.com. We're keeping it kind of close to the vest at either at my live speaking events or at our website, speakupandstayalive.com. So it's such important stuff. And I mean, I need this book. I need to have it. And everybody needs to have it because no matter how much you think you know, there are things that someone like yourself who's a specialist can teach you. So a healthcare power of attorney, I knew about a living will. I knew mm-hmm. that that's important. So to decide how far you, you want people to go in measures to keep you alive. Um, I'm wondering with the healthcare power of attorney, I'm sure people will be curious, should it be a family member? Does it matter? Um, are family members too emotionally involved for this? And that's an, always an interesting question. And that person can change as relationships change. Um, again, it has to be someone that you feel that you really trust. Probably somebody who might be somewhat financially secure that might not say, okay, let's pull the plug on mom because there's a life insurance policy that I could use. I mean, and that's a crazy thing to think about, but it's a very real fact and it happens all the time. So it has to be somebody who is going to do the research for you, understands what you want, loves you, cares about you, and wants the best for you. That's, you know, that's a lot to ask. And so sure, typically it is a family member. But oftentimes, you know, it could be someone that's next door that that you know that you trust. It's a difficult call. It's a difficult call. And it's probably a call you want to make in advance, right? Well, that's yeah. And that's why they call them advanced directives. One of the reasons, because you should get it all taken care of in advance when you're in a sound and safe mind where you could make that rational decision. You don't want to be doing that at the last minute thinking, oh, my gosh or maybe not even being of sound mind and trying to figure that out. Absolutely. Straight Talk listeners, you definitely want to read this book, uh, Speak Up and Stay Alive and get get this information. It certainly is waking me up to the fact that, you know, this is how we live our lives is we sort of take things for granted and we take things for granted that everything will go smoothly. And actually advocating in life and being passionate about things is is such an important quality. you know, I'll ask people to think about it on the break is what your convictions are and what are you passionate about and do you live your convictions because this goes right across the board, Pat. I'm just getting very inspired by your passion mm-hmm. and I think it's so important for people to think about that. So think, think about it. Um, we'll take a short break. We'll be right back with Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. 
Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So I was talking with Pat. And I was very taken by the passion. So yes, I do think you're an empowered woman because there's an incredible kindness to you. But I also feel that you uh, you command respect. You mean business. And you are going to be, this is my feeling about you, and this is what I try to teach my patients to do. I mean, Robert was talking on the break about um, you don't even realize all the things that can go wrong, except anxiety patients realize all the things that go wrong, and then they get become fully anxious, and they won't go near a hospital or go to a doctor, and that's not the answer either. We definitely have to address that. Right, Pat? Oh, absolutely. I didn't really think about that in the terms of, the, of what, what, uh, what you work with every day. Yes. Well, they won't go to the doctor because they, they, they're listening to the show saying, you see, I could die. I'm not going to go to the doctor. And that is not the answer. So the answer is to make some good choices and to be a person of conviction. And if something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't right. Um, on that note, I'm curious, what is, bottom line, biggest and most important safety tip that you will give our listeners today? I think we've already said it before, be able to speak up and just pull that out of yourself. Um, feel that you know, you're know you there, it's your life, you're never gonna see these people again, you're really not there to be buddy buddies with someone, you're there to get a job done and you've gotta fight for yourself. And so with respect and with kindness, you need to be able to speak up in order to stay alive. Speak up and stay alive, Pat. Got it. Unbelievable. So the answer just, Pat, so they hear it from you and not just from me. So the answer is not to avoid doctors and hospitals. Obviously not. No, we need doctors and hospitals. And I, I do want to maybe give a disclaimer here. I am not pointing fingers out. I am not saying bad hospitals, bad doctors. What I'm doing and what I've been doing is pointing the finger back at myself and back at us to say, okay, shame on us if we don't go in fully prepared and empowered to take care of ourselves. It's not bad people. We need to just make sure that our voice is heard and maybe even ask your healthcare provider, I want a partnership with you. I want to work together with you so that, our health, so that my healthcare is a partnership. It's not just a one-way conversation. 
I'm glad you said that disclaimer because we have such a debt of gratitude to doctors, nurses, all the people who work for in sure. And if anyone is listening and thinks that they're, you know, this is blaming the doctors and nurses, no. I think that's really unfair. I think that um, certainly here, doctors and nurses are overloaded. As I said, I've just come back from a talk, and um, the, the nurses I met were the most extraordinary people. Uh, they're just they're they're exhausted. They're just exhausted, and they they they're trying their best with a system that's so overworked. So I think that's why advocating is so important. That's right. I just wrote a letter to the whole uh, nursing staff on 2 West where my mom passed away. And I said that very same thing. And I thanked them and tried to remind them how important their work was and is. And just that little look and a smile and an extra conversation that they have with someone does not go unnoticed. And so that was my hope for them. That's, that nursing staff, I don't know how they do what they do. I could have hugged them, you know, constantly just for the work that they did with my mom, really. I couldn't agree more. They're changing the world, as is what you're doing is changing the world, and that's what it's what it's all about. So that does bring me up uh, to a question that I'm a bit curious about. Is right before we went live today, I found out that you're now involved in essential oils. How on earth does a patient advocate, uh, a network director of a radio program, end up in essential oils? Talk to me. Again, my mom, she's been just, just a, a godsend to me here um, in a bad way for her, but you know, we tried to come up with solutions ourselves. She had this total reverse shoulder replacement. The pins started coming out. Um, she I, I obviously outlived the length that they thought that, that, uh, that she would, and she had great pain in her arm and shoulder. And I was looking for natural alternatives, non-invasive ways maybe to help those, those muscles in that arm to find some relief. And we, we did a lot of different alternative things. And I thought, let me try essential oils. And we did a blend of lavender and peppermint and would rub that on her shoulder and on her arm, and it gave her relief. I mean, it didn't solve the problem, but it did give a very non-invasive, pleasant way to feel some relief. And, you know, we got to massage it in her arm. She got my attention because I was massaging her. It was just a beautiful experience. And so I thought, there's something more to this. And so I've spent the last few years studying essential oils and thought, let me offer this in conjunction with what I do, because I think it's a natural progression talking about staying healthy and healing and what can we look to do um, in ways that, that would not uh, add an extra layer of harm. So rather than taking an aspirin for a headache and upsetting our stomach and our liver and our kidneys, maybe just rub some essential peppermint oil on your temples or the back of your neck and your head and it works for me. And so uh, I thought, let me put that out there so that others can take advantage of it as well. Well, I'll just add on to that because I am a huge believer is the science is there. There's no question for people listening. The science is there. Uh, lavender, there's all sorts of research on lavender. I just came back from a conference where some top doctors were talking about putting a drop of lavender right under your nostrils when you're having, again, that headache feeling. There are a lot of things that essential oils can do. So you are now um, offering essential oils to people through a website. Can you tell us which website that is? Yes, it's called Tiny Drops. Tiny Drops EO, and the E stands for essential, the O stands for oil, tinydropseo.com. Okay. So if, they, if, if people go on tinydropseo.com, they will find um, every possible essential oil related to sickness, or is it just every possible essential oil, period? I decided not to offer every essential oil because there's so many and it's confusing. I narrowed it down to my top eight, some of the biggies like peppermint, lavender, eucalyptus, tea tree, 
frankincense, uh, sweet orange, uh, lemongrass. And on that site, they will find a link that says the science. And I have the science behind it so that, so that folks know that this is not woohoo or voodoo or anything crazy. That over 70 hospitals in the United States are using essential oils. Johns Hopkins, uh, the Cleveland Clinic. Wow. A lot of your top hospitals are using them for surgical patients, for relaxation, for nurses. Just what we were talking about, that <laughs> compassion fatigue yeah. um, Exactly. So there's a lot of wonderful applications that do no harm. Yeah. And do no harm is always nice. Do no it harm is. is nice. The <laughs> problem, we always have to come back to other shows that we've talked about this, is that do not harm and essential oils and a lot of things that work so well, unfortunately, are not as profitable as medication is. And I just want to put it out there for people listening. Some people are going to agree, some people are not. But always look at when you're being told to do something, if somebody's making money on it. If somebody's making money on it, you have to be a little bit cautious. Well, think about every pill and every medication initially was derived from a plant. And so now you've got the big pharmaceutical companies cannot patent a plant. So there's no money to be made there. So let's distill and then add all the synthetics and all of the, you know, the garbage and the toxins to it. Um, yeah, you're exactly right. Follow the money is a conversation I have all the time. That usually leads you into the direction you need to go. You know, as, as I suspected, the time is going way too fast. I want to make sure people know how to find you. Pat, okay. tell us all the ways we can find you. All right. Easy ways. The website, speakupandstayalive.com. Speakupandstayalive.com. They can email me at pat at speakupandstayalive.com. So those two ways would probably be the quickest and easiest ways to find me and get the information that you need. Okay, Pat, uh, I've been teasing this the whole show. You brought a gift for Straight Talk listeners. Tell <laughs> us, tell us. It's simple. It's just a, one of the first chapters of the book. And I think it's uh, the chapter we're giving is the chapter that tells my mom's story. And I think it's a very captivating story that it's almost a cliffhanger type of a situation that leads you then into the nuts and bolts of the of the rest of the book. So, yeah, it's the first chapter of the book. That's very kind of you. So if you want to read that chapter, all you have to do is go on straighttalksandarish.com slash radio dash gifts. And you'll be asked to put your email in and you'll have that chapter from Pat Rulo. Um, Pat, it's, it's, it's been fascinating to talk oh. to you. It always is. You're, you're just my kind of girl, passionate, convicted, and trying to change the world. So I really want to thank you for coming on Straight Talk. My pleasure. I so respect you and the work that you do. And it's just been a pleasure to be here and talk with your audience as well. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you so much, Pat. Um, Robert, I want to thank you also for joining us today. And I'd like to once again thank Spominary, where it's a great place to go to get some relaxation. You can reach them at 514-695-5040. And I'd especially like to thank our listeners for listening to Straight Talk. I invite you to all come back next week again. If you're interested in retreats, coaching, or other media that was mentioned on the show or previous shows, check out www.helpforanxietydepression.com or... Once again, straighttalksandareach.com. And don't forget, slash radio gifts, slash radio dash gifts to see the gifts you get. Um, again, that's www.helpforanxietydepression.com. Uh, for the books or media, any of those things, check out also our Facebook. And feel free to leave questions or comments for me or any of my guests. And remember, you can listen to this show or any other previous shows on my host site, my website, on the podcast app of your iPhone or iTunes under Straight Talk with Sandarish.com. So remember, keep your eyes on the stars, 
This is Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. We hope you've enjoyed today's show and we'll tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, go live your best life.